Hello, everyone. Hi, it's good to be with you all again. <laughs> well, you know, when um, Reverend Roxanne asked me to uh, give this talk today, I didn't catch on right away that it was Remembrance Day. Today's a day of remembrance, and I thought, wow, how perfect is this? How synchronistic is this? This is a day of remembering, obviously, traditionally, we associate with remembering all those veterans and all those who have fought in the many wars and conflicts um, of this century. We remember also their bravery. We remember their valor. We remember that they were fighting for something that they believed in. And what was it that they were really fighting for? What were they fighting for? Freedom. Freedom. Freedom in all of its forms, freedom from oppression, freedom from tyranny, freedom from darkness. They were fighting for the freedom for each one of us to believe what we want to believe, to live how we want to live, to act in accordance and move in accordance with all it is that we hold true and dear. Freedom. Now, on a personal level, isn't this what each and every one of us is truly fighting for? Freedom from those thoughts, those debilitating thoughts that trap us and that bind us in a cage, really, of our own making? Aren't we here to seek freedom from our pain, from the emotional trauma that so often holds us down, weighs us down, and slows down our progress and our movement physically, emotionally, spiritually? Aren't we here to find the courage to somehow move forward and follow those dreams or those pursuits, whatever it is that we're passionate about? This is what we're really all here on the same journey with. And that's the biggest thing I probably, the first thing I realized is like, wait a second, we're here on a journey of freedom. This is what we're here to do. This is, it's about freedom. Freedom mentally, emotionally, spiritually, so that we are free to soar and to touch the heavens. And that journey requires a great deal of courage. Now, one of my favorite, it's not a phrase, it's not a poem. It comes from A Course in Miracles. It's popularized by Nelson Mandela during his inauguration speech, and it is Our Deepest Fear. Has anyone here never heard of Our Deepest Fear? Do you remember what it is? Well, I'm going to say it to you because I love. This is one of, this is one of the, the pieces of writing that I actually carried with me on my journeys. When I left Canada to go travel and to go on my pilgrimages, that was the piece of writing that I actually memorized. And it would carry me through the moments that I couldn't actually um, continue more emotionally than physically. And it goes on to say that our deepest fear, obviously, is that is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be talented, gorgeous, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. You are here to shine as all children do, to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. And is not in just some of us, it is in all of us. And as we let our light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same thing. And as we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Liberation, freedom, 
the power to soar, to, to touch the skies, to touch the heavens, to touch the source of all that exists, and to bring that light, that brilliance, to bring it into our lives, not only to heal the world, but really to bring it to the darkest corners of our own souls, to bring it to our own shadows and to our own monsters that reside within all of us, and to bring that light to them so that they too may be liberated. They are parts of us that are looking to be free. And so that was one of the first realizations, this idea of freedom, and actually came up today during, of course, synchronistically, it has to come up during the talk today and during the meditations. Um, And the second thing that I realized after I was looking at the date was today is not only just the 11th day of the 11th hour. Today is 11, 11, 11. If you add up 2018, it reduces down to 11. So we have 11, 11, 11. And today is the 100-year anniversary, 100, of the signing of the armistice that ended the First World War. So another one. And it's like, wow, there is a lot of ones in action today. And people will interpret those numbers in so many different ways. You know, there are some who believe it's a grand portal towards expanding our consciousness. There are those that will say that it's also about new beginnings. And uh, the synchronicities of the 11-11 being the angels or the ascended masters and those who have passed on, also giving us, you know, showing, telling us that they are with us. Um, but when I see, and all of those are probably true, I don't deny any of that, but when I see all of those ones, all I see are one, <laughs> oneness, <laughs> oneness, unity. And that is perhaps the greatest truth uh, to, for us to, to embrace is that we are all one. And that has so many layers. I am one with each and every one of you here, connected to you energetically, connected to you spiritually. I am one with all of existence. I am one with the power and the love and the light that created me. I am one with the unique individuation of that light and that love that created me. That person before you, that is standing before you, known to you as Moni. I'm connected to that part, that individuation of this park, that part of the whole. This is what I'm connected to. I'm one with that. And part of my own personal journey is to surrender to that. Well, who is she? You know, this unique, individuated spark of the divine. Who is she? She is just that part of me that is eternal, that part of me that has lived all those lives and that has journeyed far across many galaxies and that has so many experiences, this is who she is. She is a part of me that knows the highest and the wisest part of my journey. And part of my consciousness here, part of my journey here is to let her play in this body, is to actually let go of control and embody her, fully embrace and embody her. Somebody once said to me, you know, you could be driving the, you know, you're driving the bus of your own life, but how amazing would it be if you could let those bigger hands, if you could let those bigger perspective put their hands on the wheel and drive the bus of your life? Imagine that. That's not just me. It is that eternal part of me, the wisest part of me that is driving the bus of my life. I would take that even one step further 
And I would say that for me, I believe that we are all here to completely meld with the divine, to merge fully and consciously choosing to merge into that divine presence so that we become one with it, so that there is no separation. The word remember, and I'm sure many of you have seen this before, to remember, if you separate the re and the member, you have two words, to to become a member once again, to join once again, to remember. You've not heard this before? Well, there you go. It's not mine. Uh, I'd love to take credit for it. It's not mine. It comes from other texts that I've read. And it's this idea of you are one part of a much greater body. And so when you remember, this part of you is joining once again that greater body, that greater light, that that greater divinity. And when I meld into that, when I consciously choose to move completely into that, what you see is Moni disappears, completely disappears. And the thoughts, everything that is about me becomes immediately elevated and moved into that light. So the thoughts that Moni thinks are no longer Moni's thoughts. They are thoughts of the divine. The words that I speak, they're not my words. These are the words that are also inspired by the divine. My senses are all elevated. I see how God divined, how divinity would see. I hear what divinity hears. What I feel, I feel divinity. I feel God vibration. And what is that vibration? Nothing more than beautiful, light, unconditional, unconditional, pure, perfect love. This is what I am moving into, and this is what I'm becoming one with. And in doing that, I believe I open myself up to become one. That's what oneness means. This is what I, it is a state that I've actually touched. I've touched that state where I dissolve. And I'm sure many of you who have, who meditate, have had those fleeting, that instant where you go, there's no thought, there's no thought. There's no body, there's no me, there's only you feel, you just feel that you are simply one with all of that existence. And it's a beautiful feeling. And that's a feeling that I try to hold on to, it kind of extend beyond just my moments of meditation. (laughs) But to remember that even though I am in this physical body, that is the essence, that is the truth of who I am. And that is something that I fully want to live and have embodied in me in every moment. You know, last week after we left, um, we left our uh, our gathering here. It was a beautiful afternoon. I don't know if you remember. It was a gorgeous Sunday afternoon. Alberto and I, my husband, were driving, and and, and they were just kind of looking. Oh God, this is just such a beautiful day. And in an instant, he says to me, "You know, how amazing is it that God, in its divinity, in its." unlimited, pure, expansive place, wherever it is, would choose to become me. That it would choose to experience, rather than staying in this nebulous, all-knowing place, it would choose to become me and to experience what this world is all about through me, through my senses, through how I think, through my body, through how I perceive the world, through my eyes. Isn't that amazing that God 
divinity would create this body exactly as it is to serve its divine purpose. I'm a freaking miracle. <laughs> With his lovely Spanish accent, I am a miracle. <laughs> I am a miracle indeed that the divine would choose me to create me and to create each and every one of you exactly perfectly as you are because divinity wanted to experience this life through you through how you think how you see how you perceive what talents you have to bring to the world through that that is how loved how embraced how worthy how valuable you and each and every one of us is in the hands of the grand creator, the one who created us all. That's how important each and every one of us is to the divine plan. And finally, on a day like today, um, and in this, these, this moment, I guess it's hard not to be touched by the feeling of sadness and to be touched by talk of death and dying. You know, we've just come for the fall is kind of finishing. Well, we have snow now. So, you know, we've, the fall has finished. <laughs> the leaves, the leaves have fallen, you know, off the trees. The trees are now uh, naked. Um, it is a time for all, you know, we just passed Halloween, All Hallows' Eve, the time where the, the veil between the death or the afterworld and this world is thinner. Um, all Souls' Day, All Saints' Day, Remembrance Day. Uh, for me personally, the end of October specifically has always marked the biggest transitions of my life. At the end of October, my ex-husband decided to leave. On October the 30th, my mom passed away 15 years ago. So there's this, all this... October for me, this time is all about death seems to be present. And it's probably one of the hardest truths to embrace and to remember. And that is this, that death does not exist. Death is nothing more than a transition, a transformation from one state to another state. It's nothing more than a long sleep before this, the soul decides to once again incarnate and choose another adventure. You know, when my mom passed away, um, this was 15, almost 50, it was 15 years ago, I was eight months pregnant with, with our daughter. And of course, there was the stress of, you know, let's make sure the baby's okay. That was number one. But, you know, Sylvana was born a month later, all was good. And as soon as she was born, I started to have dreams with my mother. And there's a dream that I remember to this day quite vividly. And in the dream, I'm with my mom, and we're walking together in this park on a beautiful sunny day. The birds are singing. The sun is shining. It's an ideal day. And I'm pushing a stroller with our daughter in it, my, our daughter in it. And she's walking beside me, and she looks very young. She's young, and she's happy, and she's almost skipping as she's walking. And she can see. Now, my mom in real life was blind, so she can see, and health-wise, she always had health problems. She was healthy, she was happy, and we're walking, and we're just chatting, and, and at one point in the dream, um, we sit down on a park bench, and we park the stroller, and we're just chatting, and all of a sudden, I look over at her, and I said, wait a second, aren't you supposed to be dead? <laughs> 
And she just gives me this kind of most, I can just feel it still, this most loving smile. And in that moment, I wake up because then your mind starts to kick in. It's like, oh my God, she is dead. What is this? Is this a dream? And then I woke up, but I still get goosebumps even thinking about it. And I've had many more dreams since then with her. And in every one of them, she looks the way that she does, happy, healthy, youthful, can see. And the message and the feeling to me is always the same. I'm fine. I'm happy. I'm good. All is forgiven. All that happened in this life with me, with my family, all is now understood. It's understood from a higher perspective. And it is forgiven. And all is indeed well. And above all else, we, I, am so eternally and divinely loved in every single moment of my life. And to know that we are loved in every moment, can there be any truth more beautiful to remember, not just on this day, but every day? Thank you so much.